0: All right, everybody, welcome back to those loyal listeners. We had we appreciate the love and welcome to our first time listeners. We are calling ourselves day ones, that's what we are, that's who we are. Check out our bios to see a little bit more, or go back and look at our origination episode today. Um, I've got Jason with us out of San Diego, we got Jamal Webb up there in Ventura County, we got Ray out of Jacksonville. We got KD out in New Jersey. We got Troy up in the Seattle area and I'm out in the suburbs of Dallas. So for our first time listeners that don't know what makes us unique is is not just our backgrounds, but where we're at across the country. Today, we're getting into something that really hits all of us. um, And it's really how does COVID affect our lives, right? We're going to hit every, every piece that we can think of with how did this impact small business? Somebody on this call has actually had COVID. How do you, how do you have a child? How do you raise a child during COVID? How do you live across the country and, and how, how are you single and how does that impact you? So we're going to, we're going to hit that with, with it, as well as a real big mental health thing here. So we're going to be a little, we're going to be respectful, but this is what we're going to bring. And I'm going to turn it over to jamal up there in ventura his idea his topic run with it
1: hey thanks ryan yeah so um you know this is a topic that i think that we've all been dealing with i not think i know that we've all been dealing with but never really spoke about or really sat down and thought about how we evolved during this, uh, during the COVID period, um, you know, and these are just some of the random thoughts I'm, I have in my head some days. And, you know, I was just thinking like, you know, how do I just want to get a perspective and, 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 um, see what everybody has done or is doing now that they wouldn't have done in February. Um, so, uh, and how it's affecting you guys. Like with me, um, I I'm a small business owner and it really affected me, um, I- I extremely hard. I, uh, had to close down for two months. Hey, not, um, not to cut you off tomorrow, but
0: how long have you owned that small business?
1: Uh, so yeah, that's a good question. Um, I've been owning now going on two and a half years. Oh no, almost three years. Actually, it'll be three years in January. So, um, yeah, this is something you know, nobody ever planned for If you, Um, and the kind of business I own, um, margins are really small. So anything could affect us. Um, but no, nobody would have thought that, you know, you had to close for two months and, um, uh, it, it really kind of, uh, lower my m- morale, um, just with, um, just with regards to knowing I have a baby on the way, not knowing when we're going to be able to open back up, um, and the kind of business I have, you know, um, do I even want to open back up? Um, and potentially, probably have somebody uh, bring COVID into the office, and could potentially I can bring get it and, and take it back home, you know? So those are a lot of things I had way on my shoulders over last um from uh february to um to the beginning of may we opened back up on may and when we opened we're only we were at about 40 percent of what we were making i ended up having to close one of our offices because of that and uh um and uh but it's been, we've been steadily going back up. Um, the biggest thing now, um, with the businesses, uh, it's hard to get employees. Nobody's coming nobody's applying to these positions. And, um, you know, it, it's, it could be due to a lot of factors and, um, you know, I don't want to go there and get into all the, uh, what ifs with this, uh, um, with the politics and all that. But, um, you know, it, it, it has affected us, uh, a lot because I can't grow. I can't, I can't get new, um, new, uh, employees so I can plan on growing and everything. So I'm kind of staying stagnant right now. So, um, and you know, my, my fingers across that, uh, uh, within the next month or two, I can, um, get more employees where we can grow and, and get past this hump. You know, we're about 85% now where we were at pre COVID. So you know, I'm just looking forward to getting back up to that.
2: So Jamal, do you have concerns about, uh, your employees, your employees bring concerns to you about, you know, health risks for them having to go into these people's houses, you know, are are they taking precautions?
1: Yeah. So that's, that's a great question. Yeah. Um, so just like every other service industry, everybody had to adjust. And, um, the biggest thing that we adjusted to was, uh, wearing masks. Uh, we do disinfect, um, everything when they go in. Um, the, the biggest thing at the beginning was I could have stayed open. I was considered a, uh, um, essential, um, business, but nobody knew like what this, uh, what COVID was about. And, um, like nobody, I couldn't get a correct answer of like how to, um, um, you know, just stay open. Just the the precautions and how to instill all that stuff. So I, I um, wanted we just had to close at that point because no employee wanted no employee wanted to work without having a clear plan, and I couldn't provide them with a clear plan. So um, once uh, the CDC and the local government started putting out out there. Um, putting out their guidance. I started making my guidance and then that's why we were able to open back up at, at the beginning of May. Um, but the, yeah, the employees, um, that was their first, their main concern, but, um, now we check temperatures, they wear masks, um, in the cars when they're riding with each other. So, um, yeah, and they, they don't want to take that stuff home, you know, and with with regards to our customers customers will always even before uh covid hit if they were sick they would always call and cancel so they would uh they know that if they might have it they wouldn't um expose they wouldn't want to expose our employees as well
3: jamal i suspect that you i suspect you run and run and run and uh you know you don't have a lot of time to think about how this is impacting you personally um and it's more about this business mindset um when it gets down to like the actual, uh, how are you feeling? Like when you wake up in the morning, you know, when you go to sleep at night uh, and you decompress, you know, how are you feeling at those moments? Fucking stress.
1: (laughs) It sucks. It's stressful, you know, especially having a new mouth to feed, but um, I'm trying to stay positive and hopefully um, by the new year, stuff will start changing. I think at the end of the day, uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, potential for growth, and a lot of uh, uh, a lot of old customers are now returning, so that's good. But um, again, it's the employee issue, and I'm not going to get into that. I don't even want to talk about that because people are going to look at me crazy.
4: How are um, I mean, how are your clients feeling? Are they coming back? Are they? hesitant about reason of service or, you know, tell some more were about that. Yeah.
1: Some are, some are still hesitant. Some, um, have the pre-existing condition, so they don't want anybody in their house, which is totally understandable. Uh, but then some who were, uh, at first cautious, then they were on the fence. So they called, um, those customers would call, Hey, what are you doing? Uh, are you back open? What are you doing to prevent this stuff? And, um, you know, uh, And I go through spill about what we do when they first come to work. uh, If they feel sick or anything like that, don't come to work and, and, you know, stuff like that. So um, that makes the customers a lot more comfortable with using our services. Um, But yeah, but, uh, you know, enough about me, Um, you know, they're they're, like Ryan brought up, you know, there is somebody on the call, our buddy Jason, he had actually... um, Came down with COVID, and you know, um, with him being a co-parent and everything, can you talk more about that and and let us know how you had to handle that um, during your time? Because you caught it at the kind of at the beginning of
3: the wave, right around May or June, right? Yeah, so uh, I caught it in June. Um, <clears throat> we were pretty cautious i mean probably overly cautious as we were talking earlier um that you know i'm paranoid about a lot of stuff so uh I, I, we were super careful um you know my usual trips are home depot the store and target probably <clears throat> so it had to be one of those places but um you know this this is kind of my truth not everybody's truth i see a lot of posts and stuff about how it's all a hoax and it's fake and all this other stuff but i can't talk to all of that cuz i know people get it and they don't experience any symptoms so uh, for me, it was, you know, I experienced basically every um, everything in the book, and even things at the time that weren't in the book. <clears throat> I'm not going to get into all of that, but uh, it was a six-plus-week ordeal for me, and I was in and out of the doctors, um, did all the regular blood work multiple times, um, MRIs, uh, you name it. So... Anyway, it was a lot, uh, and I'm generally a pretty healthy guy, so it wore on me because at the beginning when I was really sick, <clears throat> it went up and down, so I was really sick then thought I was getting better, and then I actually got worse, so um, I was thinking that you know, might be end of days, so I was reaching out to people just to say hey, not to say goodbye, but just to say hey, just in case, so I was feeling, um, I was definitely feeling down, so it was hitting me. Uh, I'm just glad I'm on the other side of that, but no, at the, we, t- at the time, it was it. rough.
0: We're all, we're all glad you did. You did well. Right. And I think what's important real quick is how healthy you are. It's hard for people to see cause it's a podcast, but this is the guy who doesn't, doesn't drink anymore. Never smoke, never does any, any drugs, works out two times a day. He's got a six pack. I mean, we're all having cocktails. He's having a protein shake. I mean, I, when, when you got it, it, it hit me. So I, I don't want to cut you off. I just want to make sure when you say that you're healthy, that people, like this is a gym rat.
3: Yeah. So again, I won't get into all the details, but yeah, as Ryan pointed out, I mean, I try to stay as healthy as I can. So it was a bit of a surprise, <clears throat> and the people that I probably exposed close to me, um, they they got it as well, um, and they didn't have the same experience I did, but they still had a you know pretty reasonable <laughs> experience. Um, but for me, it was definitely not a flu type thing. Anyway, uh, did you, well,
5: let me ask you this. Did you wind up talking to other people that you knew directly also? And you guys kind of like shared your experiences between the two, like, Hey, did you get this? Did you get that kind of thing? You know, the the people in this group, we can't still to this day, we still can't relate to you. I mean, yeah. unfortunately, not like we would want to get it, but we definitely would want to be able to be able to support you in a way that we can understand what you're going through. But we honestly, to this day, we can't. Right. So, like, did you have someone you can go to besides maybe the people that
3: you've no, directly exposed? There are a bunch of groups out there. I think one of the things that people don't realize still is it's such a small amount of people that have been impacted. <clears throat> so even if, you know, you multiply it times two, I think, what are we at? Eight million cases right now. So 16 million or maybe it's even more than that. I mean, it's less than 10 percent of the population. And so. <clears throat> you know, somebody, but it's probably still two degrees removed from you that has had something severe or maybe three degrees removed from you. So even in my conversations with people, um, and I haven't shared it broadly. So this is probably news to a lot of people that hear this for the first time, but, um, for, and that might be part of the reason that people aren't hearing about it, right. Is that it's not something you go out and broadcast like, Hey, I got it. And I w- I've been down and out unless you're interacting so closely with them that they wouldn't mm. know that. But, um, I had have, I have had a couple of conversations with people <clears throat> about it, and you know they'll mention, "Hey, I know somebody that actually did get really sick." I can tell you right now that um, my ex-wife, her uh, her best friend's mom, did pass of COVID. Um, so I mean, it, like I said, it's a few degrees away. And I mean, hearing you know th- these are relatively healthy people, although they might have had some sort of pre-existing condition. They're not the people that are portrayed. Or not just the people that are portrayed on the news as you know, 70 or 80 years old and having you know are basically at the end of their life anyway. It's much it's, it's much more prevalent than that. I, I think uh, it probably deserves more credit. But I, again, I can only tell you my truth, not everyone else's truth. Well, Jason, well, but I can. But I can. But I
4: know for <coughs> me, like I know you had it, and I know at least five six people that have have had it. And That may be unique or maybe not. But I mean, it crosses all circles socioeconomic, it crosses, you know, races, crosses, just everything. I mean, you're, I mean, you're not immune to it. Not For some reason, a lot of people think there are. And a few of the people were healthy and they recovered uh, pretty quickly. You know, one person wasn't, ended up getting d- double pneumonia in the lungs and that person was able to survive. And then, uh, you know, uh, older people I know who, who did pass, you know. So it's, it's, it's not a joke, you know, um, out there. So I think it's something that we should all take very seriously. we your oh. damn math?
2: <clears throat> yeah. Well, what's know. the feeling though to you, Jason? I mean, so I was out at an event last week with the with a couple, and was with them all day long. We all sat down and had dinner, and you know, having conversation, and come to find out they had COVID back in February when this whole thing started going down. But they, you know, <clears throat> we were hanging out with them, and never, you know, never thought that they had COVID, and brought that up, but. I guess the thought is, is, you know, it's is something that's probably hard to talk about or that you don't want to just advertise to people that, that you have it or had had it. Um, I mean, what's, I mean, what's yeah. the feel for that?
3: <clears throat> yeah, I mean, if there's no reason to bring it up, I don't know that you would, unless, you know, you're confident that you're not going to get it again. you think since you've had antibodies that you'll be all right. But um, as I mentioned, I think on, on the text, I don't know if everyone else caught it before, but <clears throat> without mentioning names, somebody that's not too far removed from me, um, you know, has been donating, um, plasma and, uh, their antibodies are gone. So TBD, how long this stuff lasts. And I think it's going to be different for everybody, but I wouldn't be surprised that, you know, this winter that it's possible to get it again.
2: Yeah. One other thing I I have and this, this may be too personal and you, you tell me, um, but one thing that I, that concerns me is, um, you know, part of my role for, for, for my job is I have to be out socializing with, with customers. And so I, I am out and about more than I probably should be, but I, you know, I try to be cautious about it, wearing masks and and, and washing my hands and, and doing that. But it scares me to come home and, and get, be sick and then get other people sick with, you know, within my home. And yeah. then even just in my neighborhood and and be that person that's kind of, you know, being, getting, getting it everyone sick. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> That, that scares me. So, I, and I think about that a lot that, you know, having that fear of doing that, I don't know if you thought about that or if that's. I,
3: I, to be honest with you, I think the, <laughs> the issue is that people just aren't protecting themselves and it's just, it seems like such a, an obvious thing, right? Just wear your mask. Don't touch your face, wash your hands, like just the basic stuff. And I'm not saying that's going to protect you. It's not hundred percent protection, but if you do that, it cuts the spread. I mean, for the entire population, right? It's, it makes it less likely that you're going to pass it on two layers deep or three layers deep. If you stop the transmission at you. Um, And you see all the stuff about masks not working. I mean, masks work, right? I, I, there's a little, there's a piece of me that thinks that I probably got it uh, because I, there's one single moment where right after I did it, I thought, Ooh, probably a bad move. And it just so happens that two days later I got sick, but it was um, you know, I have contacts. And so, I, I, I touched a, a cash machine and I, I forgot to wash my hands before I touched my eye. And so I took out my contacts and so touched my eye. So, I, you know, I'm not saying that's what did it, but even being super careful, you forget to just be clean entirely. So anyway, I, I think if, if everybody would just wear masks and be socially responsible, we would be in a better place than we are today. Yeah, exactly. It's I think, all about
4: it's all about protecting yourself. We all grew up in L.A. Like yeah. we we know if you if you uh, if you live in a Crip neighborhood, you wear blue, and you not gonna go over to Inglewood wearing blue. Like he, he, a, you might not come back home. So it's the that's same a rookie move, with,
5: Ray. That's a rookie move. You I wear gray and move. black. You can't. You stay. You stay in neutral colors no
0: matter where you go. Raiders not don't here. wear. That's that's what you gotta exactly. Then yeah. you yeah. Even yeah. wonder why there's so many
5: Raider fans in L.A. Because that's the only choice they had. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I mean, r- exactly. Written, so you same said it, right. It's what like, matter? you don't, you don't, you don't take something out of the oven with, without mitts on because, because, oh, it's not going to, it's not going to kill you. Right. It, it's caution. And, and to your point, Jason, and, and what everybody's saying, it's, you know, I wear a mask all the time and it's not, nobody's perfect. You guys said it earlier. People are going to make mistakes. And I feel like everybody likes to point out the fact that that you didn't do it every time. That oh, you touched your mask or you did this. Nobody's perfect, but all that stuff will cut down on the chance and we'll get yep. better.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I I do think, and not not trying to get political, but I feel like if there was a cohesive message from the top down, I think that would be a big help for people wearing masks and not making it such a big yeah. issue. Yeah, you nailed yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> well, was, yeah. But yeah, Maybe and that's a
1: like, Go that's, ahead, Jamal. Uh, th- what I'm just saying is when you have your your the person who has no um no education and anything undermines totally undermines um the top people then uh, at the end of the day they're gonna believe this guy you know because he has more power than them he's the one that appoints them so it's just it's just a fucked up situation I don't know
4: yeah I we mean, we, we end, all talk at the to- end of the day. Whether you like or you love her or hate him, he wills a tremendous amount of influence at the top. You know, that, he, he's president. He, he he does. So he can easily say, I want my followers to do this, and then they would do it. I mean, 100%. But that that's not kind of what happened, unfortunately. Uh, but we don't want to get too political on this right now. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think there, uh, there needs to be a little bit more leadership on it.
3: Yeah. And and we, we talked about this before, but even without saying, you know, it's this person or that person, like you said, it is absolutely something that starts at the top and that, that uh, at that level, you do wield a lot of power. But um, if you think about all of the resources that we have, right. Being, you know, the wealthiest country and we talked about this is we've got top scientists, top researchers access to all of these resources, but yet we have, you know, the Second highest case count for uh, a country of our population and size, because we're a country that believe memes.
1: memes. memes we are memes. a country that believe in memes. Listen, we're gonna, get, the, we're gonna get we're gonna get too deep political. Yeah,
0: but, I think we got. Let's stay on the mental health piece here, yeah. Jason. I got. Like, we can go all day, and we actually yeah. got a topic next week. But Jason, I, I got a question, um, and, and then and then we can turn to someone else. Is is co-parenting? right? And, and you said it, you, you actually had it. How, how hard was that? Right. I know a lot of people are going through that. Like how, how much more difficult did it make your life co-parenting during that?
3: Yeah. To be honest with you, uh, my co-parenting situation is actually, uh, excellent. Um, so great relationship, everything, you know, is balanced. It works out really well. So tons of kudos around that from, uh, I won't even get into all the details. Let's just that's say it's awesome. well, well, well balanced. So no, that, that's this great. this did, did put a lot of pressure on it. Um, this put stress on lots of different angles because you know we're all going through different things right now. <clears throat> but I think just generally speaking, you know, you obviously want to keep your kids safe, and so you, you, the pendulum swings a little bit to one side to overprotect sometimes. Um, and I, I think it was a challenge. I think the biggest challenge, though, and I, I'm I'm one hundred percent not alone on this is being able to work your day job and have a kid home from school. Um, I don't think people without kids really understand how challenging that is because depending on your kid's age, it is, um, if they're teenagers, you know, they can do their own stuff. They can do whatever they need to do. But if it's a five to eight year old, Uh, They need a lot of support to get them through the day so they can sit there for three hours. And if they're calm enough to actually get through the three hours on the Zoom, um, after that, they've got another three to four hours of homework. That doesn't happen on its own. Right. And so that's three to four hours of commitment that you have to put in and that interferes with work. So I think that's a challenge. And I'm not claiming to be the only one that has that problem. And I know we all have our own challenges. But I think that's kind of like an underlying stress that a lot of people have right now and people aren't talking a lot about. I mean, it's mentioned, but man, it cuts into my day because it, so J- it makes me work
2: late nights, hella early mornings. So, Jason, I would I would actually I'm, I'm grateful that right now that I don't have kids and especially kids at your age, because it's that's a hard decision and tough for you to be in that position. I think the other side of it too is the fact that you've got to think about when they start reopening schools. Do I want to send my kid back to school and and possibly get them sick and then bring that back home? So like that—that's another thing that I would I have would hate to have to think about. And
3: yeah, it's like the market, right? You, everybody wants stability, and I think the same thing is true here with schools. You want a, a clear path, <clears throat> and I'd actually prefer to have a clear path of no, we're not doing school for the rest of the year. Then try to have to figure something out. We've got two months left. To figure something out for two weeks, only to shut back down, and so now I've made you know arrangements and all kinds of plans to do that, only for those to change again. So anyway, that's that's me. Well, let me you know <laughs> let me Ray let me
0: ask you because and you're a little bit unique situation that not only you're across the country from most everybody that you know, but you're also single and you're the only one living by yourself right now and you know, you don't have to get into it, but how how's your mental health during that time? Because at least the rest of us have somebody, what is it like to you? And are you more, uh, are you more risky to say, go out and, and hang out with people because of that? And and I'm not, I wouldn't blame you. I, I talk about that all the time. Like if, if we were single, what would we be doing? Right. So do you mind Sharon?
4: I mean, uh, for me, uh, with COVID, I mean, it is definitely different. I mean, um, I don't have somebody, you know, I don't have a wife or anything like that. So, I mean, and, and, you know, all my closest friends, you know, are all the way across the country. So, uh, one of the things that definitely got me through it is when we first started setting up the zoom calls on, um, on Saturday when this first started, because before, I mean, we have our group test message threads, so we're constantly talking, um, on that, but just to see everybody's face and kind of see what's going on in people's lives. I mean, sometimes you just want to see that smile, you know. um So that definitely helped me a lot because, uh, you know, for me, like I couldn't even see my mom. You know, uh, my mom lives in Atlanta, and for seven months, you know, with, you know, all the information that was going back and forth, and we didn't really know what was going on. I was hesitant on going to see her. So, um, you know, it wasn't until recent that I found a place that, you know, I could pay for a rapid test uh, to make sure I didn't have COVID and then quarantine myself and made sure I wore gloves and N95s uh, on the way, on the drive up there to, to see her and stay for a couple of days and left. But I know that was hard on me. I know that was hard on her, um, you know, in, in that instance
1: yeah that's like a situation like with my my little brother he's in um dealing with cancer he was in the hospital for three weeks nobody can go see his ass he was there by himself nobody can go see him because the risk risk is too high that
0: that sucks um ray i actually i kind of i feel bad that we all kind of stopped doing those zoom calls until, until we did this you know um I, I think I get into this. I, I get more isolated and isolated as we as we go on, and those those calls turned into like a chore because I was just I was in bed as the last few that we did, right? So, Ray, my bad, man, and and that's I'm I'm glad I asked because the rest of us, you know, we we I, we're not solo like that, and, and I feel really bad that that we kind of put that to the back burner, and that was something that you were really looking forward to, and. I was really excited about those and we did them and and then we kind of dropped off. And so I, f- I feel really bad, man. I, I apologize. Um, I'm glad we're doing this.
4: Yeah, I definitely think uh, these are going to help us. I mean, that's one of the reasons we started this thing. Right. Uh, so we all have an outlet into uh, from COVID and everything else that's, that's happening in our lives. So, so I- I'm happy that we're doing this again.
0: No, I, I, I appreciate you, Sharon. Um, Katie, you're similar, right, to Ray, except you, you can't drive to where you needed to go, um, and you were in the epicenter. You're—you're you're in New Jersey, you know, and not only are you already because you're—you're from LA, right? And who from LA wants to live in New Jersey? But during that.
1: All New Jersey fans are going to be like you yeah I'll turn into this crap on
0: hey hey, New Jersey fans I mean I guess they do want to live in LA let's be real but KD like you 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 know you had something significant and and big deals and same type of stuff rated but you had to travel across country like wow, during the most,
5: the insane time. Yeah, I would would say it was, I mean, just like everybody, like we all had to cope with like different circumstances given the environment, like we were physically in. And I mean, I could tell you like uh, at the time it was like uh, early March, uh, we were on a trip And it's kind of like when this whole thing like really started to get serious. And while we're on the trip, we we started feeling guilty as hell. Like, should we even be here? It's like, yeah, you know, I know we spent the money on the flights and this and that but it was just kind of like you know i mean like we, we only gonna be gone for x month days let's just you know enjoy and then bounce and frankly you know we went to a, a location florida where it, they are like a whole other like jam so um <laughs> <laughs> it, it didn't really even like it didn't even sink into florida to a you know a different time period in terms of like how pervasive and how bad this problem really was but So anyway, we got back and the first order of business was like, how do we secure our location? So I'm going to be honest before we left, um, let's say I left on Thursday, Wednesday, I rolled up inside target target was, it might as well been like a Saturday afternoon. It was folks everywhere. They had like just basically, uh, looted all the fresh food. That was all a wrap. The only thing you was buying is like frozen goods and like, old like, pizza boxes and like just super perishables like uh, canned foods. That was it. And even the canned foods was gone. So I mean, and this was Wednesday, like early March. So I was looking for toilet paper. I was looking for TP. We were looking, I mean, for uh paper towels, we were looking for like hand sanitizer, all already gone. All that was a wrap. So I get back home and I'm starting to text people in the, the immediate neighborhood. Like, yo, if you haven't gone to the store, go immediately because if you try to go by this weekend you can forget about it like it's literally no point forget about it forget about it you forget and about it you so get anyways, we from go-
3: us with like freezers and shit and we're already all yeah, up. So exactly like, Me what are you mom- doing Katie?
5: J- is like i bought a new freezer <laughs> anyway so uh so we load it all up so then we go on a trip and we come back and uh and we we come back to the house And it was like just wild, just absolutely wild. Like the the streets was all shut down, super quiet. Nobody was going anywhere. And now we're all like stuck in the house, watching the news, trying to figure out like what's the next move. But my biggest problem was not necessarily here in New Jersey. It was back in California because at the time, uh, my grandma wasn't doing super hot and, you know, like I couldn't spend a lot of time with her, but she was like, just deteriorating a lot. And that was kind of like weighing on me. Cause now at that point, my mom was like a hundred percent, her caregiver, my, my cousin and my aunt would like do a whole lot of support too. So it's not like, you know, she was a one man band or a one woman band, but, uh, she was definitely like in the house on the daily. And then everyone else is just kind of supplementing.
0: And your so grandma was like funny. your second mom, right? Like she she's like
5: my everything right so between her and my grandpa like they just i don't know i'm not even gonna get into that but bottom line was i'm like just word, word to death about them um so at one point is just kind of like i kind of like flipped right and I, I just i had to go home like I, I couldn't even stay in new jersey anymore um i i got rid of my lease lease was up put all my stuff in storage bought a one-way ticket a ticket like packed my bags as if I was never coming home back to New Jersey and just left for California and just dipped uh so then you know now we're in a pandemic I can't actually see my grandma so she's not doing super hot I can only see her from like 20 feet away 10 feet away couldn't even be in the same room the first like week or two we stayed outside physically in the grass while she was on the front porch and couldn't give her a hug couldn't give her anything like as a matter of fact I don't think I ever did give her a hug I don't think I ever gave her when she passed away I had never even been able to give her a hug or anything like that like it was it was it was awful to be honest with you guys but at least I got to see her because that was like my biggest thing and then she actually did pass away which is that was exceedingly hard and then we couldn't even give her a proper funeral right so we had to it was all whopping I think we have maximum amount of 10 people that can that can be at the funeral uh, it's not inside of a church you just get like a service on the grounds of the memorial uh people say like you know a few words and then dropped in the ground i mean it, it, so there's no like like a uh, service afterwards where everyone kind of talks and just you know remember about the fun times and we we kind of did that but our family you know it was, it, it was definitely way more than 10 people would have been at her funeral i mean a lot a lot more than based on you know who she was and life she lived but we couldn't really We couldn't even invite more people because there's a limitation at the funeral service that you can't have more of those people. And frankly, I think we snuck in like one or two, but we definitely didn't try to push it because that just wasn't the thing. Finally, so we're actually at the service and you could actually see the difference in different people. Like we had some family members that were like, like completely like you know don't get close to me you know i'm i know people who pass away you know stay like 10 feet and these are like your loved ones people you've known your entire life they are near and dear like you you can't wait to hug them every time you would normally see them you'd be hugged up on them the entire time you saw them not this trip this trip they're about 10 feet away you know they waved at you they took pictures and then they text you that's about as close you got and then it was just the whole thing was crazy surreal and then um then I had to come back to New Jersey and like back to a work situation. Like none of us, like in my case, I hadn't been back to work in a physical office since February, March, or something, some wild like that. Like it, it just been like this whole new world and coming back to New Jersey. And then you see like from a, the, the, the contagion kind of point of view, it was less so here in New Jersey and New York area, because like they kind of squelched it with the, like all of the different you know restrictions they had put on the pop- population, but in other places in the country, like it kind of exploded a lot more. So at this point here in New Jersey, you know, what I mean, it's uh it's it's interesting because I think what's going to happen here in the wintertime, I'm gonna bounce again. I'm not gonna stay here because I can't even imagine in the dead of cold in the winter, it's 20 degrees, 10 degrees outside, the level of cabin fever we got right now, just like Multiply at times ten thousand fold because you're stuck in a house and then you physically can't go anywhere there's no choices there's no eating on the streets there's no like um you know twenty five percent inside the buildings like that's that's not gonna happen on top of the fact that the the scientific point of the you know it's a higher transmission rate in the winter time, so I'm fly back to California and I'm gonna ride it out out there with you guys. I mean it's just uh, the whole thing why, is messed
1: up but here's the question um you know you. You're saying if you're going to protect yourself like everybody else is in the house, I think it should be the, for you, infection rate should be really low. It's true, it but, but the whole
5: point is you you you, the, it's the psychological effect of just literally, you can't even go out. Like, let's say you guys in like in California and Florida, it's warm. Ray can still go hop on his bike. He can still do miscellaneous activities outside. He can go to a park. He can oh, do whatever he so wants California. to that degree.
1: California is the uh new uh what are what generation are we the Xenia or
4: yeah, no we're the Gen X Gen, yeah, mean, Gen X but they, but they try to call us Zennials because we we're right are we did McCas- we did yeah, New Florida, Florida for
1: for for you now? I
0: mean that is a great point though um, Kendrick it's it's it's, it's too know. cold out there. All the bars <laughs> are super tight, super packed, and people are gonna risk it and take a chance and it's Back to the whole. Yeah. Everything was on the same page and from the top down.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's gonna. Yeah, and I don't.
2: Do you, Do you think people are gonna are gonna uh, a hold to that? You, I mean, it seems like people are are already fighting it now and trying to get back out to living a normal life and going because it hasn't
1: hit them. It hasn't hit them. Yeah. That's the thing. And um, with who hasn't
0: personally impacted them? Like yeah. Jason it, was saying earlier, because it's only two percent of the population or whatever it's that's such a micro number but it can grow exponentially super fast but until it's like anything in life that happens until it personally impacts you or affects you you don't care
1: or when your top leader downplays it like ain't shit (laughs) but but i mean i guess that's
2: that's got to be a frustrating thing too though it's like it it takes it all the way to the point where it impacts you before you finally start making those decisions Mm -hmm. and then everybody else is still going to continue doing what they normally do Uh,
0: troy tell us you're you're gonna you're in seattle it's just as cold as is jersey and you guys were an epicenter at one point and and things happen great and hasn't been much like haven't been much talk like you and denise like yeah. what does that do?
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I think we're actually pretty, pretty lucky where we're at. Um, uh, you know, if we lived in a city like Kendrick, I think we would probably be feeling definitely more cooped up. Uh, you know, we when we lived in the city in Seattle, we were in a small 700 square foot house or condo. So, I mean, we're on top of each other. Luckily, you know, we've moved out to the burbs and we've got more space. So we've got our own room. So we've got our space. The thing that's been hard, I think for me really is more of, you know, my, my job requires me to be out socializing, talking with customers out eating, you know, doing a lot of that. And that's all came to a quick, quick halt. So that was a big challenge. And then, you know, just being up, be able to get out and exercise and, you know, do stuff like that. Um, Cause the weather here in, in Washington can be pretty wet and, and gray and, and gloomy. So if you don't have things that you can do to kind of help get away from that. It, it gets really hard and, and being inside 24 um, seven is challenging. And I think, you know, one of the things that's been a really big struggle for me, I think as well for is work, I feel like my work life and my personal life are bleeding into each other. So I get up and I start working and then, you know, there's really no stop time to, to when I finish working, it just rolls into the evening. And then it's like, it's just like every day is on a repeat and it's, it's getting old and it's getting hard to, to, to continue doing that.
0: Do you feel, Um, do you feel, because you're working remote more, do you feel more obligated to, to answer those emails early and late and take that? Or is that like a company policy? It was like, we gotta, we gotta put our bootstraps on, be big boys and do that. Like uh, personal or is it pressure? Is it both?
2: It's just, you know, I think it's just more of feeling the obligation to try to just stay with it. Um, But I don't know. I, I, you know, I find also that I'm getting lazier as well. Like I'm, I don't have a set schedule anymore. I sleep in every day. I'm probably drinking more than I should probably be doing on a regular basis. And so my whole life is kind of, it's been flipped, but not in a way that it's been extremely negatively impacted. Um, Like, you know, some other people have, and, you know, I'm fortunate enough to still have a a job that pays well and, you know, able to pay my bills and, and do things, but it's, it's, it's been a, definitely a big, big transition. And then, you know, I, you know, right. I look at you too. And for kind of what you guys went through with, with, you know, having your baby, you know, with Denise being pregnant, um, you know, it makes me even more apprehensive of going out and getting, you know, and not getting sick and, you know, bringing that home and getting her sick. So, um, you know, I'd be interested to kind of hear, your side of that too, is, you know, how you guys dealt with that and, you know, how much that was probably a huge challenge for you to, to, uh, you know, not want to get sick. And then especially like with the doctor visits, I, you know, were you able to go to her doctor visits and, and do the the normal stuff you probably would be able to do without yeah. COVID?
0: I mean, it, it, it's been a game changer, right? But for, first off, Troy, you're, you're definitely not alone. I try to do a really good job of not letting my work bleed over and and personal and I've got two cell phones and I'm just in an industry where, you know, I deal with doctors and they don't work late, right? Like that I'm dealing with in my services. So I'm more fortunate, but I do carry it a lot more um, working from home and being from home. And I'll be really honest with everybody. I go depression through depression streaks all the time. I think in the beginning, I was depressed like every Wednesday, it would like hit me like that midweek that you're kind of just like used to doing like a date night or going out with the wife. And, and so you're, you're definitely not alone. It's kind of like Jamal, you never, you never, you never did a pack. You were overseas, but it's kind of like, you know, I did a pack. Oh, did you do? Okay. So yeah. I, do you, I don't know if you remember, but like the first 10 days are always the most brutal days. Because it's like, oh, you just left home and you're going through this grind, and you just get like depressed and you don't think anything. And then you, and then finally, like you hit this point. Like we hit 101 days out of sea. We had the record at the time, which I feel bad for these guys fucking serving now who are doing 200 and something days. Like, but you get to like this point and you get into this rhythm and you forget. And I can't find that rhythm in this. Like I get so you are you are not alone. I get super depressed, down. I drink too much as well. I used to go to the gym five, six days a week and get up at five o'clock in the morning to go to the gym before work. I we got that Peloton and we were hitting it in the beginning. And I'm down to like there's days I'll do two days. Like I, I could walk upstairs and hit this bike and do it for 10, 20 minutes, right? And I'll do mm-hmm. two days. But the other you said you said like having I get I get how scared you guys are, right? Being pregnant right now, and we were lucky in the fact that we were it nobody knew what COVID was when we, when we had, when we had Amelia's when things like started really like locking down, like right when we had her, I mean, we were in the hospital and my sisters bought tickets to fly out two days and canceled it 24 hours because that's when it was like, Oh, things are bad and things are shutting down. I was fortunate enough that we got to be in the hospital when, when she had, when, when Kristen had her and, and man, I would, absolutely. I would be even more depressed if I couldn't be in that room. And I'm fortunate that we were, and we had a private room, but I think about how many fathers miss that moment. And I, I don't consider myself like, you know, quote, like we're guys and we have this pressure that we can't be pussies, right? Like you just can't. Um, I feel like I'm even more so for me, cause I got this like look and you guys all know what I'm talking about, but I feel like this I always feel this weight where I can't be a pussy. And the first thing that goes through my mind is I can't be a pussy, right? Like Jamal, you know, we used to ride 140 miles an hour on a crotch rocket on the damn eight. Um, I've jumped out of planes multiple times, but when it came to protecting my family, I went full psycho. Like my mom and stepdad were visiting from Cyprus. Thank you to the UK hits. I was so paranoid um, and she had some doctor's appointments that she had to go to that it, that they actually went and checked into a hotel and we didn't see them anymore because they had to leave the house. And every time I left the house, I I put on a mask. I no shit wiped down every grocery item that came in the house. And it it was it is the craziest thing to go from being this single person who doesn't give a shit about anything like three, five years ago when I worked for myself and didn't even get health insurance and just was like, screw it. I'm not going to care. I'm still riding around on my motorcycle. Like I don't care to becoming a parent. And all I could think about is if something happened to me and she had to grow up without a dad because I had to be this fucking tough guy. Right. Or, or not like listen or or fall into peer pressure. And we are in total isolation. You guys know it. We moved out. We moved out here in February. Um, Cause we know a couple of people, we know um, one of our other good friends was down the street from us and I've seen them. I can count on my hand how many times I've seen them. Um, you guys have never met my daughter. She's nine months or sorry, seven months, nine months. She's seven months. She's full on crazy Jamal. Yeah. And you guys are, <laughs> you guys, you guys haven't seen her, but not only have you guys not seen her, like my mom had to leave early. It's, it, it's, it's so crazy. She doesn't even know other babies exist. Right. Like, can you imagine like, we can't, we can't introduce her or do that. It, it is scary. So Troy, I get it. Um, I'm like the most hardcore on it because all of a sudden you like, you have all this weight on your shoulders on top of all the other stuff. I'm just extra cautious. And I look at it like, I've already sacrificed for like nine months now. It's like, what it all, and that's what pisses me off. And I'm sorry, we don't, I know we don't want to get political, but people that don't wear masks and it just keeps going. If we all just got together in that message and from the top down on the same page, we would have like, we would have been already good. Like I've seen ragers in South Korea with thousands of people, so it sucks because we're New so New
3: Zealand. They're playing soccer yeah. stadiums, no masks.
0: Or people are out and about, and then they shut down when they need to, and they do yeah. it. So, so Troy, I get it, man. If you need to talk, give me a call, um, and we'll and we'll talk about we'll talk about that. And just, it's crazy, man. It's it it is absolutely crazy.
2: Yeah. The, yeah. I bet. Jamal too. Jamal, you guys Jamal went through to the same thing. You guys went through the same thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um nobody when my baby I didn't I didn't go to any of the doctors. I went to one doctor's appointment. Um and when the baby was born, it was only me that was allowed. Uh my stepson, um, he couldn't even come to the hospital. So we were we were at the hospital for two days. Um and uh, nobody was allowed to come and visit my dad. My parents um, haven't seen my baby um, yet. And my brothers and sister um, haven't seen them. I haven't seen her either. And I'm kind of like, I. my biggest thing is I don't want to be in big groups. So like they're always doing like big groups things. And I always back out because I. that's my biggest thing. And I have that um, type type of blood that i'm a negative so you know i'm just like really scared about that shit now so I, i'm very precautious with everything
0: yeah and, and you've and you gotten you just have to be right like you're the same thing you yeah. you lived your life and by the seat of your pants and it is yeah. it's tough because you want to and you want to cave to that to that peer pressure and it is so brutal right yeah and Troy, it's like you're at the beginning, man. Like I hope you get to go to those doctor's appointments. I hope they let you let you zoom into that. But it is like, like think about this. Like this is what is so nuts. The six of us, we we haven't had babies until now. And look how like they should be like best friends. They should our Jamal, our daughters should already have like met and 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 Troy like like they should all meet. Who knows the next time they're going to meet or that we're going to see each other
3: right yeah. they'll see yeah. each they'll see each other when you move back to california next year yeah <laughs> i'm just waiting well,
4: till all your babies can uh are old enough to babysit my baby so i'm just go, like, <laughs> 12 years and then i'll have a baby you know
0: <laughs> Hey, we're all gonna be
5: moving that way we just go community. out like your kids watch your kids no they kids watch your kids and then we can all go back out again
2: and Then oh, Jamal can talk I'm about wait, being I'm at the club and, and what it's like to be 50 the
4: club. <laughs> exactly.
5: So back at the club with Jamal. OG days one in oh. the club. Let's see how that works. Uh-huh.
0: Well, listen, guys. I I I think this is a great stopping point. I what I appreciate and I hope our audience does is just how real we are, and and can talk about like how deep things really impacted us and impacted every single one of us on this call differently um, and, and I and I think that that people can relate to that and understand that and and what I think or I know for me at least why I feel like I can just be completely open and even talk about being depressed is I just get so wrapped up in this group and honestly I forget we're talking to anybody else right now so I this is therapy to me guys like personally and I think that's why I get so fired up And push you guys to be on here. So, I appreciate every single one of you. Um, I want to end on a good note. What are we What are we talking about next week? What 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 do we decide? I know we've thrown a couple things out there. It is insane right now in the world as we've talked about with COVID. Um, What What is it you guys want to talk about? Let's give our audience a tease.
4: Man, we
2: gotta I talk, talk about the vote. Obviously, talk I mean, about if the if the mute button works. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that. talk
0: about Jamal. You're on a one drink limit if you're hosting this call. <laughs> 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 Seriously, what though, I you? think I think that's an amazing topic. Um, and just so you guys know, as our audience, we're just gonna talk about why why you vote. Clearly, we probably care about who you're gonna vote, but more importantly, it's about exercising your right. What is, what is this election? What does it mean? What does it have in store for all of us? It affects each one of us personally. Again, I'm pretty sure with, with just that climate, we're going to hit mental health again. And I, I think that's, I think that's perfectly natural and healthy for a bunch of 40 year old men to talk about their feelings. And if not, that's just me, guys. And I know you still love me, so. <laughs> yeah.
4: I mean, you get into your feelings right now, but yeah. I mean, huh? <laughs> I'm
5: deep in my feelings. Oh, really, listen, no, I, honestly, hold on. I'm I'm gonna defend him a little bit because uh, it's not that it's like even like I don't want to use the word depression, but definitely like it's you've lost a lot of who you were because you can't do the things that you used to do and the things that you love to do so let's say you did like to ride motorcycles let's say you did like to go hunting let's say you like to go do like get on your boat let's say whatever those things you are you can
0: still do you just yeah,
4: have everything yeah. you can still do hunting is the best social distancing you can have in your life, in a your train, life so.
5: touché I always say hunting because Ray brings out his bow and arrow and his crossbow and his like you literally, bear traps said, said, you literally bear traps. said hey if
0: he used to all do all these social distancing Okay so, well,
5: okay. so I'll talk about myself then. So we used to be able to like, we lived in like in New York. So I mean, or New Jersey, so we just go to New York. We have, I've been in New York since January. And, or we used to go to bars all the time. Like, just like we go bar hopping, like we just say, okay. And we walk out of the house and just walk down the street and just go bar, 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 rap um or let's say we like to go to the movies i I mean no movies are out anymore right that's not a thing you got netflix you got hulu you got amazon prime the end and you know what you got to be inside your fucking house to watch that like so it's just it's so many things like i don't feel like i have me anymore i what i do tell you i do have is a fucking job you want to know i have a fucking job because i'm doing it every fucking day all day and you know what i'm i'm it's not like it depresses me. It's just the routineness of doing it over and over and over. I get up, I roll out of bed. You know what's funny? I was actually talking to someone today. I didn't brush my teeth till 12 o'clock this <laughs> afternoon for the first time. I took a shower early. at that 4
0: is o'clock in <laughs> the afternoon. Honestly, that is Jamal's looking summer. like you did it every day. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, I took a shower, I want to say like 5.30 or 6 after I went to the gym. I, it, it's it's. It's exhausting to have that level of routine where you forget to take the shower. You forget to brush your teeth. You forget to like do the basic things you're used to. I actually just want actually, I might just get in the car, drive out of my driveway, drive around the neighborhood and then drive back in just so I can pretend like I just drove to work. I mean, it's, it sucks. It it, absolutely it's, sucks. I told you, Did you, you know, stop know, at Sean, home Depot I first? There, <laughs>
3: <laughs> it, it's going to be great when things open up and everything's back to uh, some sort of no- normalcy, but you know, this, this is going to leave permanent scars. Absolutely. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to think so
2: differently about things going
3: forward. I mean, has to. This
2: whole COVID thing is a great example of uh, groundhogs day. Jeez.
4: Oh my God. Yeah. You're right about that. 100%. Mm.
0: Listen, everybody, we appreciate you listening. I hope you can just hear that chemistry. We go to sign off and we just do us and totally lose track. But next week we're going to talk about vote. Why we think it's important, not who you should vote for. Stay tuned. We look forward to seeing you again. Thanks for listening. Peace.
4: You've been listening to a day one production.